0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Annie Bell is a food writer and cookbook author known for her gorgeous series, gorgeous suppers, cakes, desserts, Christmas and greens. And she recently published the camping cookbook and soup glorious soup. And she's joining us today to talk about that book because she says she's always working toward paring down both the number and ingredients and the steps involved in a recipe. She says this isn't out of laziness, but because it makes the food itself that much more alluring. And I love that whole concept. Annie, I'm so glad you could join us today on Amy's Table. Welcome.
1: Oh, well, thank you for asking
0: me. So, paring down the ingredients, that makes so much sense. I have to tell you, when I watch chefs or cookbook authors or foodies in general tell me how hard something is and how difficult and what special ingredients, I tend to lose interest, as I think most consumers do. So, what are some of the things you're finding you can just skip from a recipe, you know, just unnecessary fluff? Uh,
1: well, as i said sort of i think you know too many ingredients you know perhaps you know the 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 idea that you know by adding sort of more and more flavors um that you're actually creating something sophisticated because in the end what you do is end up disguising the 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 natural character or whatever the main ingredients are uh so so that's a, a very big one um but then I'm just always asking myself when I'm doing something, you know is this really necessary can i Can I leave it out? you know, whether it's you know peeling something or salting a vegetable or th- th- that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Well, I I could not agree with you more than when people think that more is more in food. Really, more is often not a good thing. I mean, I always make the analogy of it's like colors. If you were to add one color of paint and then another and then another, you know, somewhere you've got something beautiful. But after a while, you get muddy brown.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: And you can do that with flavors very easily. Well, I, I like your your statement that it's making the food more alluring because to me, when I can pull off a recipe that's delicious and wonderful and pretty, but easy enough to pull off for my family, you know, during the week, that does make a recipe alluring. And I know with soups, sometimes people say, "Oh, we've really got to make your own homemade stock." What do you feel about that?
1: I I always make uh, homemade chicken stock, but again, I, I simplify this hugely compared to um, a lot of the methods that I come across uh, because, I mean, we have a lot of roast chicken in our house, and, and I don't know about you, but I mean, that, that's a kind of a, a staple for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably cook roast chicken once a week, and at the end, all I do is pop the carcass into a pot cover it with water uh and then you just you, or maybe add a little bit of wine um and then just cook it very gently for for at least an hour maybe you know longer if you have more time uh but you you actually don't need to add all these vegetables to it um and that's one of the sort of you know the the sort of complexity that I think we've been just been talking about um where you can simplify. I have to be honest, I don't normally make vegetable stock. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a a good stock powder or a good stock cube is is fine if you don't have any homemade stock. But my tip is always to uh, dilute it by probably twice as much as what it says, because quite often you'll find there's a lot of salt in it, or it's quite concentrated in flavor, and you get something more delicate um, if you dilute it further.
0: Oh, that's a great tip, because I know many uh, of the bouillon sorts of things can be very salty, so the idea of using it half strength is good. Well, one of the pictures in your book that just really struck me was of little goblets of consomme, and consomme is one of those things that you know, you don't see as much, really, unless you're fine dining. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and, and why we should, you know,
1: make some consomme at home. Uh, I th- I think what I suppose I would sort of um, think of it in, in, in the terms of um, perhaps a, a sort of a more modern sort of consomme, because... Um, Traditionally, it was um, really quite complicated and difficult to prepare because you, you know, you you have to clarify the stock mm-hmm. and so forth. I mean, it's not going to taste any different if you don't. So, as long as you're starting with a good broth and then perhaps you jazz it up slightly or use it as the basis for some other ingredients. Um, in, in a sense, the the a lot of the the sort of eastern type of sort of, you know, noodle soups in a way are, uh, are very, you know, are based on a, on a sort of consommé. Um, so, th- yes, I mean, it's going back to that, just, you know, a very simple, carefully made stock and then just sort of enlivening it somehow.
0: Would you serve it as a first course, as a, as an appetizer? I How- think,
1: I think a, a very light soup, yes, I would. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's beautiful, and the picture just makes me say, "I want to go home and make some." Oh, good! Obviously, soup is a is a comfort um, food, and and you know something that people love to eat in the in the well, the warmer colder months. Obviously, there are summer soups too. But what are some soups that you think we can pull together right out of the pantry?
1: Almost any vegetable soup. Um, just imagine whatever you happen to have a lot of in your vegetable basket. Um, I don't know what. What can we think of at uh, this time of year? Well, I tell you what. I've just been making a lovely cauliflower soup, and this is so simple. You just you just fry um, a couple of onions um, and some olive oil and butter. Then you add your uh, your cauliflower. Uh, cover with um, a chicken or vegetable stock and simmer for about ten minutes, and then you puree the soup. But at the end, you stir in. Some grainy mustard which mm. gives it this delicious slight tartness um, as well as these, these lovely sort of mustard seeds And then serve it with a drizzle of oil and a little chopped parsley. um, Mm, Oh, that sounds good. You can do that with with broccoli or with, um, you might have some butternut squash. Um, I don't know whether you've got lots of pumpkins around at the Mm -hmm,
0: moment. We do.
1: Um, Well, you know,
0: when you mention the cauliflower, I just want to say that that's one of those things that is surprisingly hearty when cooked. Uh, You know, it makes a hearty soup and you're just having cauliflower.
1: Yeah, yeah. It makes a, a lovely soup. Oh, I love that.
0: And with the, the grainy mustard, that's just that little thing, that little ingredient that just will make it so special.
1: You, well, you always need to add just some, some, something to kind of sharpen it. Now, I mean, that could be a glass of wine or some cider at the very beginning, mm-hmm. or you could add a couple of tomatoes. But in this case, it's like the mustard would be doing that job.
0: Yeah, I love that idea. If you've had a terrible day or you're not feeling so well, what's your favorite comfort food soup?
1: Oh, leek and potato. Mmm, I love that. (laughs) Without any doubt.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, that's a pretty easy one to make, too, isn't it? Exactly,
1: yes. I I could live off that. That's uh, my staple. And and then it's sort of, as we were saying, just, you know, maybe you fry... um, a few shallots um, in butter and olive oil, lots mm. of leeks, and uh, then just a couple of thinly sliced potato, your, uh, your chicken or vegetable stock, um, simmer it for sort of 5 to 10 minutes and then you know until the potatoes are tender, and then just give it a quick, a quick whiz in, in a food processor if you want a rustic soup uh, or if you want something smoother, then in, in a liquidizer.
0: Mhm. Oh, that sounds so good to me. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with food writer and cookbook author Annie Bell. We're talking about her latest book, Soup Glorious Soup. And you know, Annie, obviously we'd love to just come home and whip up an easy soup or a more complex soup most evenings. But is there uh are there some soups that particularly lend themselves to make ahead or eat out of the pot all week or
1: uh, I think almost any uh vegetable soup can 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 be made and frozen and uh it's very easy with with something like a creamed soup um just to to kind of to 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 take it out of the freezer put it in a bowl of um or sink of hot water pop it into the saucepan and then just gently heat it from frozen so i mean that's one sort of convenience Mm -hmm. sort of trick uh I suppose the other thing is if you start off with a basic um, vegetable soup, maybe a mixed vegetable soup, you can keep adding to it sort of, you know, as as the week goes on. Um, as long as you bring your soup back to the boil every few days to keep it fresh, mm-hmm. um, and you should do the same with your stock, um, then it should keep going. Um, you know, I, I love... love the ideas of those sort of medieval um, sort of, soup pots, the the eternal soups, Yeah, um, I think, you know, that they used to keep them going literally for years at a time on the stove and just add to them every day with whatever scraps they had. But because they were constantly um, sort of being simmered, uh, they never had a chance to actually go off.
0: Oh I um, love that idea of a of a soup that's just perpetual. Well yeah. I can see making a, a a vegetable soup tonight eating it and then tomorrow adding in little leftover bits of a roast or you know yes. yeah that's a great idea. Well before we let you go today any ideas on presenting a simple soup to make it really beautiful some serving ideas or garnishing ideas.
1: Yes I mean the the the, the simplest thing is um a drizzle of, of of olive oil or some chopped herbs, anything sort of soft like uh, like we said, sort of yeah, par- parsley or chives. Um, some some little croutons. Uh, you can toast those in the oven, um, or just a, a spoon of um, of creme fraiche, or you can blend your creme fraiche maybe with uh, a little dijon mustard. Um,
0: just a little something on top though takes it from just a nice bowl of soup to something oh, really yes, special
1: the little slices of, of, of baguette with uh, with toasted cheese mm-hmm. um is lovely that could be a goat's cheese or um a, a cheddar type or i think you know you what, what you would call jack cheese mm-hmm. uh something like that you can actually and you can float those in the soup and then Put it under the grill, that's one way of doing it.
0: Oh, I love Um, that.
1: Snippets of bacon, lovely. Um, Maybe some toasted pine nuts.
0: Just that little something, though, does so much. Well, Annie, I would love to get your recipe for leek and potato soup to put on amystable.com. But, of course, you can find that recipe and oh so many more in soup, glorious soup. And if you want some more information on Annie, you can visit her website, anniebell.net, and I'll put all of Annie's information on amystable.com. But, Annie, thank you. It's so great to talk to you, especially during soup season.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you for
0: asking me. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman, yeah. Q102.